and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week is our season four, season five kickoff bonus episode thingy. Yay! Yay! Do you guys remember us? Do you remember that there's this <laughs> podcast that we do about Will and Grace? If you're jumping on for the first time, stop. Go listen to all of our other episodes. Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yes. Put your (laughs) thing down, flip it, and reverse it, indeed. Um, So we've taken a little bit of time off. Yes. uh, But we are back. We're back. We're well-rested. Well, kind of. Sort (laughs) of. Ish. Hello, Eliza. Eliza's here, of course, as usual. We have a cat. She likes to be rambunctious and mischievous while we record. Yeah. Uh, Tess is smarter now. She has a... She has her learning. I have a master's degree now in gender studies, so I am super duper qualified to do a podcast on gay shit. I, hi, Liza. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time she's ever actually wanted to come up and play with the microphone. It's a really special episode. I hope you can hear her melodious tones, her melodious purrs. (laughs) Um, I am not any smarter, but that's fine. But he's doing lots of good stuff at work. Mm hmm. He's loving life. I've I've started a new job. Mm -hmm. Now I am a superhero, basically. Basically. At least in the eyes of some drug users. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, so I I have a new job where I'm helping to work with a needle exchange program. That's really cool. Um, So the first thing we want to do is kind of celebrate Pride Month. It's Pride! Yay! We missed most of it, but we're here at the tail end. (laughs) Um, I feel like we end up like... Like, we've covered Pride a little bit in episodes, but, like, Mm. we're just in the thick of it, usually. Right. And I think part of that is also TV show schedules. Like, in the early 2000s, when the show was airing, they didn't have summer episodes, Mm -hmm. really. So, like, they weren't going to have, like, a, oh, and now here's the Pride episode in the first four seasons. Right. So. Yeah, it actually would have been kind of cool if Will and Grace had had something like that over the summer, but... There's always next year. I mean, they did release their blooper reel on the first day of Pride Month, so that's that true. was something. That's pretty cool. Um, if you haven't seen that, I'm sure we will tweet it or have tweeted it or just check mm-hmm. Twitter. It's there. But I feel like even for us on the podcast, like I feel like every time Pride Month rolls around, like like we always like say like Happy Pride on the episode, but we never get to have like an episode that's all about like being proud. Well, I think last season we did the share episode. From it was it was a coincidence, yes. Yes, and, and that was, was cool. during Pride. And I think the year before, sadly enough, was the Pulse shooting. We were in the middle of, like, our first season ever. That's and right. we were like, fuck, we gotta talk about this. And <laughs> here we are, baby podcasters. We've never talked about anything mm. serious before. And We've we're never like, done a very special episode. And we're like, shit, this is a very special episode. Mm. Um. Anyways, now let's talk about some queers being silly. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to get to, like, take a little bit of time to be like, we're here, we're queer, and we are proud of it. Yay. Yay. Well, and the thing that Tess and I were talking about when we were talking about themes for this episode is how cool it is to be a Will and Grace fan this time yeah. around. Yeah. Like, I think they just renounced the revival at Pride last year. Yeah. Um, But we didn't know anything about what it was, what it was going to entail. Yeah, it could have been really bad. We had no idea. Yeah. And now we're a year into the revival. Um, we are personally halfway through the first half of episodes. Right. Um, we thought this would be like our halfway point. Right. It's not. Because <laughs> the show's been renewed for three more seasons and we're just going to do this. This is a life sentence this now. This is our lives now. We're going to be in a nursing home being like, did you see what Denver Messing tweeted today? And everyone's going to be like, it's so great that they kept her head alive in a jar. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, and it's, it's something where we started this podcast at a time when Will and Grace was the sort of show that, like, 
Tess had seen all of in reruns, and I hadn't seen any of because there was no other way to see it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we can catch any episode we want basically at any time. Yeah, it's streaming now. Because it's streaming. It's like, a brave new world. Right. And in two years, to think that, like, all this has changed, and, like, there's a whole new generation of Will and Grace fans. Right. I mean, like, the original pitch of this episode was Matthew had never seen Will and Grace, and, like, I want to make you watch this, and then we're going to talk about it. Right. Like, and now... Uh, I don't want to toot our own horns, but now that the show is back and it's totally our fault. <laughs> we single-handedly brought Will and Grace back. Sorry. I think that we did. It was our tiny but but committed fan base. NBC, we are still waiting for our check. Yep. We will happily take that. You can also write it up to Cash. <laughs> we are not picky. Cash is Tessa's drag name. Cash would be a great drag name. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. That would be super cute. You have to spell it weird, though. With a K. No, that's too easy. No? How about, uh, cash? How could you spell cash weird? I think you can only spell it weird if you want to spell it with a K. Maybe the S is a dollar sign. There you go. I like that. And maybe there's an E at the end. No, that's cachet. Well, that'd be cool. Wouldn't you rather be cachet pronounced cash? No. Okay. No, well, I already have a silent E in my middle name, and it's been a thing for my whole fine, life. Fine, so. I'm going to be cachet, the drag queen. Okay, great. Obviously, I'm a drag king here. Like Cash and cachet. We have our own little drag family. What's your last name? That'd be so cute. We'll come up with that and we'll let you know in the next episode. (laughs) Um, But it's it's been nice. Um, So, yeah, as we mentioned before, um, this was always kind of an episode transition period where, from the outside at least, I always kind of thought we'd take a nice break here. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes a lot of sense because there are eight original seasons and uh we just finished season four. Yep. And this is also the time um, in the show's timeline when Max Muchnick... And David Cohen kind of take a step back from writing on the show a mm-hmm. bit. And it doesn't super change the direction of the show like a lot, a lot at first. Mm-hmm. But it, there are some there are some changes that happen because they're not like the, the lead charging creative yeah. folks anymore. Well, and I think Tess and I did a little investigative journalism work too on this. <laughs> and I think because it's been so long since the show was on the air and because like the media culture was so different... I had had a real strong perception that they left in season four on really bad terms with NBC. Um, and it seems like a lot of their tension with NBC doesn't come until later. Yeah. Um, do like kind of just checking out our digging. A lot of that um, actually comes later on, like more towards like season six mm-hmm. in that area um, because they were pretty pissed at NBC because they found out that they never actually shopped around Will and Grace. Yeah. So they basically could have potentially made a lot more money on the deal, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Yeah. And I can understand being pretty pissed. This is their baby. This is their biggest, most successful show. Yep. And to find out that they could have been a hell of a lot richer if yeah. some other network had perhaps been given the chance to bid on it. Well, and it's it's really complicated, too, because it's... And this is still a thing that really exists now, too. Um, but obviously, all these different media companies have all these different conglomerates, and mm-hmm. they're vertically integrated. So basically what what the heart of the lawsuit is, is that NBC and NBC Studios are two different commercial enterprises. And NBC, who owns the rights to basically re-air and re-market, re-market Will and Grace, sells the rights to Will and Grace to NBC Studios. Mm-hmm. Instead of, say, offering it to WB Studios or, or what have you. Right, yeah. So then I, I think it's their syndication rights that they really, they yes. lose a lot of money on that deal. Yes, because obviously as the creators, they get a cut of every time they air the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that may have changed a bit in like later years. Because I know this mm-hmm. show is is syndicated outside of the sort of like NBC Universal bubble a lot more now. 
Yeah, um, but I mean, it's on Logo, which is part of NBC. That's true. It is on Logo, and I think it used to be on, like, what was it, WeTV? Yeah. I feel like that was under that same umbrella, too. Yeah. But it, it's complicated, because, I mean, mm-hmm. even if NBC Studios licenses it out to someone else in a different media bubble, they would still get the money, and then, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. So there's still, like, that extra layer to go yeah. through. It's complicated. It's very complicated. That's also a good movie, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, also, weirdly, we were talking about this, and I was never a 30 Rock watcher, but Matthew was, so I literally just found out recently that, like, what was it, um, GE owned NBC for a yeah, while there? Yeah, I can't believe Tesla didn't know that. I thought that was a joke. I seriously thought that was a joke for 30 Rock. I did not know it was a real uh-huh. thing. And then literally, like, as if to come and haunt me, I'm driving home in my car today, and NPR is doing some story about how, like, GE is no longer in the Dow or whatever. Yes, and I'm so glad I sold my stock in that. And they were just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they used to own a lot of things. They used to own NBC for a while. And I was like, God damn it, Matthew. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, isn't that kind of weird? But, like, GE owned tons of stuff. Yeah. And they weren't super great at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's either here or there. Yeah, it sounds like the 2008 financial crisis really kind of fucked them over. Yeah. They lost a lot of their businesses. Yeah. Um, but, But, yeah, like, this time period isn't actually a time when... Max Muchnick and David Cohen are in tensions with NBC. No, they're actually getting kind of more in bed with them. Yeah. Um, we dug up and, you know, I wish this was streaming because I'd love to just binge watch this. Maybe <laughs> this could be our bunheads. Maybe this could be our bunhead bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a show that they produce right at this time. It's, it's literally going into the 2002-2003 season for NBC. And it's called Good Morning Miami. And I got so excited when I read the description for this. Because it's the love story between a man who comes to town and becomes the producer of a morning TV show. And Dylan, the hairdresser, who he falls in love with. Tragically. (laughs) Dylan is a girl. I did learn from context clues and Wikipedia links later that Dylan was a girl. Which is dumb, because obviously that plot is way better if it's a gay hairdresser. And he's like, wow, I've never felt gay feelings before. I guess I better stay in Miami. You know what? I feel like maybe we should pitch that to... Mm-hmm. To coma They now. could reboot it. Be like, reboot Good Morning Miami, only make <laughs> Dylan a boy. Make him a boy mm-hmm. hairdresser. No one would honestly know. You could literally just have the exact same characters, yep. exact same name. Just you don't put have the to show change up. anything about the personality. No. Um, and also, I don't think anyone watched this show, so no. no one would be like, hmm, didn't I see this before? Well, that's the other thing about it is that, like, this is where. For legal reasons, he says, drawing a box around it. I don't want to presuppose that I know what happened between David Cohen, Max Muchnick, and NBC. But what I do know is that NBC really botched the rollout of this new Comet show. Yep. Um, aired all the episodes out of order. Yep. Including the Christmas episode, which didn't air until the second week of January, which after is, a different episode had already aired. Which is after Christmas, even on the Orthodox calendar. <laughs> Um, and then subsequently canceled it the following year in the middle of the season and never released all of season two's episodes in America. Except it was released in Ireland, weirdly. Weirdly in Ireland. And then conveniently, shortly after that, David Cohen and Max Mudgenick sue NBC for the missing profits. From NBC Universal's purchase of the yes. Grace rights. So like, I don't want to make any guesses as to what happened that would feel legally irresponsible yes we here are not lawyers nor do we have a lawyer on retainer to nor do we play lawyers on tv we don't do that either so we we don't want to presuppose but our hypothesis is perhaps maybe these things may have a connection of sorts or at the very least they certainly didn't make it better yes that is correct 
Um, I believe we can say there is a negative correlation there. Yes. And we can certainly say that Comet's next projects were not with NBC, mm-hmm. at least for a couple of years in a row. Yep. They... And it's kind of, in retrospect to some of these knowledges, kind of surprising that they got back into bed with NBC to begin with. Mm-hmm. But we're certainly glad they did. Yes. And I think I was I was reading an article that was prior to the Roseanne Barr coming out as a racist transphobic piece of garbage <laughs> um for those of you who weren't aware of that were you not on twitter in 2010 because i remember having a twitter literally a twitter argument with roseanne Barr. not important here's what is important um they did have like a long conversation about how they weren't sure they were gonna be okay with going mm-hmm. back to nbc because they had a lot of issues with them in the past yeah. and i think part of the reason that they said at least in this article i read that they went back is because it's kind of under new management mm-hmm. um essentially the people who were in charge back in the early 2000s are no longer at the helm. Yep, Cable Town is now in charge. <laughs> so it's yeah, fine so now. Since the buyout of Cable Town and their executive being at the head of the tree, <laughs> um, things have been a little bit easier for them to work with. Right. So Well, and NBC, out of all the networks, has definitely had, like, I shouldn't say the biggest personality shift, but they are the ones that are known for basically just, like, having a new identity every couple of years yeah you know, like they're the ones who threw up their own must-see tv brand their must-see comedy now you know what i mean yeah like that's insane but yet nbc still did it yep nbc as as like a network to me is crazy right like nbc literally has like a thursday night comedy block that is like best in the industry Mm-hmm. And then they, like, blow it up, like, two different times in the last 15 years. Yeah. Like, they are just starting to get back on the Thursday Night Comedy block, and they clearly don't want to. Right. And then the worst part of, is about the Thursday Night Comedy block is it feels like, and I'm not super familiar, because really we only watch Will and Grace because it's Shonda Thursdays, okay? Uh-huh. Like, sorry, right. Shonda still kind of wins. Right. Um, she's got Although, maybe not for long. Maybe not for long, but at the present moment, she currently had several shows that we watch yeah. on Thursdays. Um, but I, I, don't they have one of the Chicago whatever's, uh, fire medical I think they do. lawyers. Do they have a Chicago I now? feel like at least for a while. I mean, while, they probably must because there's three of them. I feel like they, they did have a Chicago something I think they have on, to on because there's too many nights of the voice. Okay, I'm looking at it now and it looks like they have, they used to have a Chicago on after Will and Grace, but now all the Chicago's are going to be on Wednesday night, which is Chicago night's. And SVU is going to be on afterwards because that show's still on the air. That's because SVU will never die. SVU will never die. If nothing else, that John Mulaney bit, I think, gave it an extra 10 years. Which one started first, Will and Grace or SVU? Will and Grace. Okay. For a second there, I was like... Probably not by SVU? long. But not by long. I can't imagine. Maybe like a season? Yeah. Because what is SVU on like season 16 or 18 or 19 now? I have, I have not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty tight. Anyways, that's not the point. What is the point is? What's the point? I don't remember what the point is. Will and Grace! That's Will what our podcast Grace. is about. <laughs> We've gotten really far off the field. Okay. Um, well, let's just jump into the next thing, which is that um, we have one last thing we got to talk about this episode. One last thing to talk about. That's one, one last, last thing, thing to talk about. And that is, as a, as a conjunction with David and Max kind of leaving the show in the hands of its other writers and other producers... Tess, how does this change the show? Would you say that there's a definite break between seasons one through four and 
five through eight? Kind of. And, like, some of them are thematic, so I feel like they were probably pre-planned in. Okay. Like, there's some things that happen at the beginning of season five that were clearly planned for in season four. Right, of course. Um, so I mean, like, if nothing else, season four is on a cliffhanger, so, like... Right, so they kind of had a plan for that. But then season four... Five and onward kind of feature what I like to call like some unpopular decisions that happened on the show. Okay. And I don't want to get into too much, but like there is a lot of shakeups of relationships and a lot of pairings that some people didn't particularly like. Okay. And the Will and Grace relationship itself kind of goes through a lot of topsy turvy moments mm-hmm. that don't always, in my opinion, necessarily feel earned. Okay. Um, but that's all I want to say about that. There's there's a there's a lot of shifts. And mm-hmm. I think that some of those shifts were totally, totally planned for, and other ones are just called, oh shit, the mom and dad aren't home. What are we, what are we doing with the kids? <laughs> well, would you say then that there was another shift from the revival? Because I feel like now I'm in... Yes. I mean, not now, but like since the revival's come out, I feel like I'm in this constant strange position where... You know everything and nothing. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like the ghost of Christmas past and the ghost of Christmas future, but <laughs> Christmas present is like really confusing. Christmas present is like drunk in a corner and won't fucking tell you where yeah. her keys are. Like, yeah. she's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, Christmas present. Right. So I feel like I have like no concept of what's coming because I know that there's still another pivot away from whatever this is going to be into revival Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. And personally, my opinion of the revival pivot is sort of like a, it's a bit of a backtrack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more of a recentering along. Along that track that season four sets it up for. It's like you kind of can read it as like, oh, some of the stuff happening in season four, we like thought about it really hard, decided against it, and then did Revival Universe. It sort of feels like there's a train track, and this is like that side track where you could park your train for a little while. (laughs) Um, And that's season's like six through eight. (laughs) And then season eight is kind of like the last bit of that track and then you get back on the revival track where they're Uh just like, that track didn't even exist. Why the fuck are you talking about that track? Mm -hmm. Nobody had children. Right, like they get to the end of the track and they stop because they have to figure out how how to back the train up. And when they get the train back to where they started, they're like, wait, you changed the route. And they're like, yeah, but it's been 11 years, dude. Like, of course we changed the route. (laughs) What do you think they're paying us for? The Department of Transportation. (laughs) This metaphor got very intense. That's okay. Trump wants to combine the labor and education departments, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> I don't know. By the next week's episode, there might not even be a Department of Transportation. Yay! I, for one, am still excited for our podcast to be listened to as a relic of the past uh-huh. 50 years from now, a yeah. la Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> they couldn't take our names, but they could take our podcast. They could take our podcast. They probably could. Like, I'm not... We're on shaky legal ground as it is with, like, cre- like was it fair use and whatever? Like, Oh, no. Podcasts are totally fair use. I thought you were talking about the government. Oh, no, no. The we're government all, could totally take us. We're also super on shaky legal grounds being, like, loudly queer. And mm-hmm. I have a master's degree, so I feel like I'm going into the handmade camp right away. Yep. They're like, you got ovaries. Get over here, smarty. <laughs> we're like, God damn it. No. Anyways. Oh, wow. Well. Enough about The Handmaid's Tale. All right. Does Hulu, is are they owned by NBC Universal? I don't remember what happened with Hulu. I think Hulu is owned partly by NBC and partly by Fox or partly by Disney. Somehow. But doesn't Disney own Fox? Disney almost own Fo- owns Fox, but now Comcast is trying to buy Fox. Twilight Zone music. Yes. I know that somehow whatever happens with Fox, something happens with Hulu. 
But I think depending on who buys it, something different happens. Hashtag no tall foxes. Hashtag no tall foxes. <laughs> all right, everybody. I think that's all we have for this bonus episode. I think so. We're I hope ex- it entertained you. We're excited to be back. We hope you missed us or you at least remember who we are. <laughs> so uh, next week we will be back again. With we a real promise, episode. With a real episode. We're going to go back into season five. We're going to power through a bunch of episodes. We're going to talk about the actual show, Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? It's amazing. Well, I think the time off we took was really good because it was nice to, while we love this podcast, we love you guys, it was nice to have some time where we weren't doing anything Will and Grace. Because yes. I think the last couple times we've taken a break, we've, we've still been doing the revival. Yes. So this time was kind of nice to have like a, an actual break so that we could remember our love for the show and not mm-hmm. just be like, fucking it's Will and Grace Day already, damn it. Well, I'm really excited because I feel like we have like a legitimate cliffhanger yeah. to come back to. So like, oh, it'll be good. Matthew's excited. Don't I'm tell all, him what happens. I'm all shaky. No one tell me what happens on social media. Why are you shaky? I don't know. You doing drugs? Uh, maybe. You need... You need anything? <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. All right. Um, so if you want to try to ruin my life and spoil what's going to happen on uh, the premiere of season five, you are going to want to do it on social media. The best place to do that is on our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. Yep. You can also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on Tumblr, on Facebook, and our show is on uh, iTunes and Podbean iTunes and Podbean, iTunes and Podbean. Do you remember when we started this show and we were on, what was it, fucking Mixcloud for a while? Oh, Mixcloud. Oh, Mixcloud. Yeah. And R. if you have any suggestions of where else we could be on the internet, yeah. uh, let, let us know. We are going to start looking at the possibility of expanding our podcast's reach, um, but, but we'll have to see what that entails. You can't hear my waggly eyebrows, but I'm Waggly doing... eyebrows. Waggly eyebrows. All right. I think that's all we have this week. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to this extra episode. We hope that it uh, entertained and amused and enlightened you. Yep. And if it didn't, well, it's too bad because it's the end and you've listened to the whole thing. Also, it was free. So, like, yeah. Sorry for partying. Love, money, party. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sorry. I stole that from you. <laughs> <laughs>